Sometimes going to the grocery store can be chaotic. There doesn't seem to be enough time to check the list, make sure everything is there, search for the best prices, and take the time to make sure you get the best quality meat. So let ButcherBox help you out. Giving you peace of mind, ButcherBox delivers high-quality meat and seafood that you can trust straight to your door. No grocery carts required. Humanely raised, no antibiotics or hormones, 100% grass-fed, free-range, and crate-free, what more can you ask for? What about free shipping, customized box plans, exclusive member deals, recipe inspirations, tips, and tricks? You really can't go wrong with ButcherBox. Sign up at butcherbox.com slash morning cup and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional $20 off. Choose salmon, chicken breasts, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash morning cup and use code morning cup to choose your free for a year offer plus get $20 off your first order. Hey guys, I have a podcast that I think you'll really enjoy. Proof, the investigative true crime podcast co-hosted by Susan Simpson of Undisclosed and Jacinda Davis of Evil Lives Here is releasing its highly anticipated second season where they investigate the murder of 18-year-old Renee Ramos. The first season, which if you haven't listened to yet, you totally should, saw the release of two Georgia men serving life sentences for murdering their friend, Brian Bowling. And thanks to evidence unearthed by proof, on December 8th, 2022, both Daryl Lee Clark and Kane Joshua Story were finally freed after 25 years behind bars. With that same investigative drive, Susan and Jacinda are on the case again, and this time, they are on the streets of Manteca, California, to find out who really killed Renee Ramos. In proof, murder at the warehouse, you hear how, on June 5th, 2000, Renee's body was found buried beneath a pile of debris inside a new Home Depot building. And how, despite tips hinting at alternate suspects, her boyfriend, 18-year-old Jake Silva, and 33-year-old Ty Lopez were arrested and convicted of her murder. Fans of true crime and investigative series won't want to miss this riveting new season. Follow the case as Susan and Jacinda uncover long-overlooked evidence about what really happened to Renee, by listening to Proof, Murder at the Warehouse, wherever you get your podcasts. Today's episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Mental health is incredibly important, and so many, including myself, can benefit from talking to a professional and working to dismantle those roadblocks. That's why I'm excited to talk to you guys about BetterHelp. BetterHelp knows no two people are the same and will help to assess your personal needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. These incredibly convenient appointments are in a safe and completely private online environment, and you can start chatting with your new therapist in under 24 hours. It's not self-help. It's professional counseling. You can message with your counselor at any time and get a timely response, plus schedule weekly video or phone sessions, which means no driving to an office, no waiting rooms, and no awkward small talk. Just meaningful sessions with experts who specialize in things like depression, stress, anxiety, relationships, trauma, family conflict, LGBTQ matters, grief, and so much more. There is truly someone there for everyone. And BetterHelp is committed to finding your perfect match, which means if you and your counselor don't mesh for whatever reason, they make it easy and free to seek someone new if needed. BetterHelp is more affordable than traditional offline counseling, 
And with financial aid available and access worldwide, they truly make it easy for anyone to seek the help they need. As a listener, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting our sponsor at betterhelp.com slash morning cup. Join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health. There were two more murders 15 miles away. When police arrived, they found the telephones and electricity lines. We have a... Weird homicide. described by one investigator as reminiscent of a weird... Morning. Cup of murder. Seven degrees of separation. It's a game some like to play to see how close of a connection you have with your favorite celebrity. On February 22nd, 2011, a young woman was killed just before her date with a budding celebrity. A man who, with the help of a tragic event, closed his degrees of separation with a man they were calling the Hollywood Ripper. So if you like your coffee hot but your bones chilled, sit back and start your day with a morning cup of murder. On the evening of February 22nd, 2001, a young actor who most of us now know arrived at his date's house to pick her up for a Grammy after party only to have her ignore his knocks and stand him up. He had last spoken to her around 8.24 p.m. And when he called her to say he was going to be late but would get her after 10, she didn't answer. Assuming she was either getting ready or possibly angry with his tardiness, he thought nothing of it and went to her Hollywood bungalow. He arrived at 10.45 and got no answer despite her car being in the driveway. He did, however, notice some spilled wine on the carpet when he peered into the window. What he didn't know was that the 22-year-old student at the Fashion Institute of Design and Merchandising and part-time exotic dancer Ashley Ellerin was already lying dead in her apartment, having been stabbed 47 times. Some so deep, it nearly severed her head as she got out of the shower to get ready for her date with Ashton Kutcher, who at this point had been starring in that 70s show for about three years. Ashley's body was found by her roommate the following morning, and she was declared dead on February 22nd at 9.28 a.m. It would take eight years for her killer to finally be apprehended and for a full picture of his crimes to finally come to light. Eight years and a few more victims, like Maria Bruno, who was stabbed 17 times on December 1st, 2005. Her breasts slashed off and one of her nipples placed over her mouth. Or Michelle Murphy, who was attacked in her Santa Monica home in April of 2008 who was able to fight off her attacker, kicking him off of her and slicing at his wrists before he retreated into an alleyway, saying, I'm sorry. Thankfully, it was that cut that would end up solving a decades-old case. Investigators took a sample of the blood left in Michelle's bed, and 25 days after sending it in, Sergeant Richard Lewis got a call saying that there was a match to a man named Michael Gargiulo. Michael, who had lived with his girlfriend a few doors down from Ashley Ellerin and had helped her fix a flat tire. Michael, who lived right next door to Maria Bruno and shared an alleyway with Michelle Murphy. Michael, who had come to California from Chicago to escape scrutiny when he became a suspect in his 18-year-old neighbor's murder. And Michael, who arrived in California just a few years before the killer they called the Hollywood Ripper killed Ashley. Now in police custody, having been arrested on June 6, 2008, and charged with his most recent attacks, the true story about Michael Gargiulo was about to unfold. Michael was born on February 15, 1976, and lived in Chicago until 1993. 
That was the year that 18-year-old Trisha Picaccio, Michael's neighbor, was found stabbed to death on her back porch. 17-year-old Michael was a suspect in the murder and even implicated a friend, but there was never enough evidence to make an arrest. The murder wouldn't be officially connected to Michael until a DNA match in 2003, and he wouldn't be charged until 2011 when witnesses came forward claiming that he bragged about killing a girl in Chicago. Shortly after her murder, Michael, more than likely to escape the scrutiny from his neighbors, moved to California and, by 1998, was living in Los Angeles. Years passed, and Michael, who has been described as a master bullshit artist, seemed to keep his nose clean. He had a wife, a child, a steady job, and was described by most as a completely normal guy. That was until he met Ashley Ellerin. Something about her triggered his need to kill all over again. And if it hadn't been for his failed murder attempt on Michelle Murphy, who knows how many victims he would have claimed. In total, his DNA has been found on 10 murdered women. Though in the end, the only deaths he could be officially connected to were Trisha's, Ashley's, and Maria's. It would take years for Michael's case to get underway, as his constant swapping of attorneys caused considerable delays. It finally began on May 2nd, 2019, at which time Ashton Kutcher was brought back in to establish a timeline for Ashley's murder. The defense, of course, argued that just because his DNA was present didn't mean he killed the women and attempted to implicate two other suspects. He argued the same when it came to Maria's murder, claiming her estranged husband was responsible. They also attempted to prove, with psychologists diagnosing him with disassociative personality disorder, that Michael Gargiulo had been in a fugue state and didn't know he was in Michelle Murphy's apartment the night he attacked her. On August 15th, 2019, he was found guilty of all counts and, as of now, has yet to be sentenced due to more delays. He will either be sentenced to life without the possibility of parole or face execution. Once he is sentenced, Illinois has a chance to extradite him back to face the charges in Trisha's murder. If convicted on that charge, he would earn another sentence of 25 years to life. Thank you for joining me in my morning cup of murder. Please join me again tomorrow to hear what terrible thing happened on February 23rd. Don't forget to write and subscribe and let me know how you like it. If you want to help support the podcast, there's always Patreon or just sharing it with your true crime obsessed friends. And remember, stay safe.